Thanks, everybody, for joining Women Talk Construction. I'm here with Angela. Hey, Angela, what's going on today? Hey, Christy. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> it is beautiful today, and it's Friday. Thank goodness. Yes, it is. And Alicia Huey, and she's our guest today, and she's going to be talking about some things. Alicia, how's everything going for you? Are you um, resting from last week? I have recuperated from last week. Yeah, so this is a great opportunity to catch up with y'all, and we really, I really appreciate you having me on today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, We're so for happy that on. you're on. So a little bit about Alicia. She is the president of AGH Homes, and she's also the NAHB PWB Woman of the Year at, at some point in her career. She is now currently the 2023 NAHB Chairman of the Board for the National Association of Home Builders. And we're so thankful to have her with us today because um, her journey is not familiar to a lot of folks. And we can't wait to hear um, a little bit about what's going on in your life. I know last week you were at uh, leadership for the National Association of Home Builders. And during that time, we get to make visits to the Hill. I know Judy was probably there with you. She was, And yes. I would love to hear a little bit about you know, what is that week and why is it so important to our industry for um, the National Association of Home Builders and those that are in construction? Um, it is extremely important that we are given the opportunity. This is during our spring leadership meeting. So we have the legislative conference, which we call LegCon, that happens on Wednesday, which is when we all converge on the Hill and have conversations with our elected officials about what's happening in our industry. You know, we do sometimes have the opportunity to thank them for what they've done, but then we really are there to talk to them about the challenges that we're seeing. And every year there's there's something new that this industry is facing. And, you know, to, to really sit down and have that conversation and explain to them what we're facing, because ultimately that's what the American dream is facing. Right. You know, the, the mm-hmm. just, um, obstacles to home ownership for a lot of people. And the cost of home ownership for a lot of people. So those are the conversations that we are able to have when we have the Hill visits. So can you share a couple of the topics? I know some of them are probably not something you can share, but maybe some of them are. Can you share some of the topics that you discuss with them that are challenges for us this year? Oh, absolutely. The three main ones that we prepared everyone for, because we had a breakfast before everybody departed for the Hill, because we had shuttle buses, you know, going back and forth, taking people. The three that we um we talked to everyone about that were our three top priorities were, um, of course, workforce development, which has been ongoing for a long time in our industry. And then the transformer issue, transformer shortages that we are facing, which I think that we've had a success already this week because there is a transformer bill that came out um, um, this week. Yes. Yay. And then the other one was um, the energy codes and electrification, which are big ones for us, too. Energy codes, yes. Yeah, and the the thing that we pushed with that was, you know, we're not against electrification. Mm-hmm. We want it to be affordable for homeowners, and we want it to be a homeowner's choice. I don't want to have to put a car charging station in somebody's house or a car, car charging plug in their garage if they're not gonna if they're not gonna need it for years. We can always go back and add it, but don't make it mandatory that we add it right now which just adds, you know, a couple of thousand dollars to the cost of a house mm-hmm. is not necessary. Right. And the housing, affordable housing has been so tough anyway. It adding has. additional things is not really helpful, is it? So thanks for expanding on the energy codes. I appreciate that. That was something I did not realize was in the work. So we, and I'm sure some of our listeners don't either. 
Well, and even to the, I'm sorry, even to the multifamily, they want a car charging station at every parking spot. Oh, wow. And multifamily too. So when, that's, that's, that's part of what, what we're going really? okay. you know, And we're not against wow. electric cars. We're not, I actually have considered buying one. Yeah, me too. But I can, but I, I can add a plug in my garage easily for it. I don't have to, don't make us put it in when we do new construction was our ask. Ah, very good. So what was your ask about the transformers? Obviously that worked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we've had a shortage of transformers. Like we've had a shortage of a lot of things since the pandemic. And then the department of energy wanted to make transformers more energy efficient. They are already 97% energy efficient. Mm. So while we were already having a backlog of transformer production, we kind of had to pause the production so that we could we could train the people and and figure out mm-hmm. how to make them two or three more two you know one or two or three percent more efficient. So our ask was just put the energy efficiency on hold right now. Let's just produce transformers, and when we get back up to the to normal production, then we can go back and look at the energy efficiency of it. So thankful yeah. that you all are are really doing something that's needed in our industry so that we can just keep building affordable housing um, yeah. and, and keep it going, right? And they're not waiting right. for six months to, to complete a CO. Hill Electric was founded in 1954 in Anderson, South Carolina. Rooted in the upstate of South Carolina, Hill Electric has garnered a reputation as the region's most innovative industrial electrical contractor providing machinery installations and facility power to countless companies in the area. Committed to quality performance, valued service, and responsive schedule management, Hill Electric offers unmatched service to each and every client. A new approach to a classic value. That's Hill Electric. Learn more at hillelectric.net. Workforce development, tell me what's on the front for that in the future. I know we're all focused on it. Like the whole world is focused on workforce <laughs> development right now. But what is the NAHB doing to, what, what's the future of that for the NAHB and for your ask on the Hill? Well, as you may or may not know, we have the Home Builders, um, Home Builders uh, Institute and um, those sort of things, our uh, philanthropic arm that certainly helps with the awareness and training of, of kids. I think that we've realized in the last maybe five years, could possibly 10 years, that it's not the high school kids we need to be talking to, it's younger kids, yeah. almost mm-hmm. almost middle school age kids yes. to make them aware of the opportunities that are, that are available. But I also think we have to change the mindset of the parents. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one of our asks that we've had conversations with our elected officials is, Help us to make the public and the parents understand that a certificate for, you know, to work in the trades, some sort of certificate or, or that that should be on the same footing as a four-year college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, right. The, the outlook of that. So changing the parents' mindset, I think, is, is a really a big one. And then, yeah. um, and then we've also partnered, the association has partnered with the Boys and Girls Club. Nice. Clubs of America. So we have quite a few associations throughout the country that are doing activities with them and, and again, exposing them to what all is available in the construction industry. Because as, as you both know, it is so vast. It the is. things it, that yes. are, you know, people, you, t- you say new construction and they think you've either got a brick mason I or know. an electrician or plumber, but there's so many more opportunities. 
Yes. And that's the reason we have a podcast. So (laughs) is so that these young people will know that they have so many options, right? They can be the uh, chairman of the board of the NAHB and they can be the PWB woman of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can be trying to get in in schools, right? Yeah. 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 We're trying to get our podcast into schools right now. So nice. Yes. We think it's really important for these kids to listen to stories, right? Stories are what sells. Stories are what um, inspires people to think, oh, I could do that too. So yeah, awareness. we love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, with your yeah. story. Yes. Yeah. And we're probably going to switch to another gear. I think Angela's got a couple of questions that she'd oh, yeah. like to ask you. She thinks okay, the great. audience would love yeah. to hear. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, somewhat lo- young leadership in a way, but, you know, you've been a part of, it sounds like some really awesome boards and you're on the NAHB board currently. What would you share pieces of advice for the younger generation, younger leaders, the next generation of leaders? What do they need to do? What's that path look like to be on a board and participate and even chair a board? Um, don't take no for an answer. Okay. You know, just nice. on my just my local level. Of course, I was in leadership from a professional women in building group on my local level. And of course, as you mentioned, at the national level and my state as well. But then the next step was for me to, um, I wanted to be president of my local home builders association. Mm-hmm. I had to interview three times mm-hmm. for, for that position, but that's okay. It mm-hmm. is just, and I, and I, I see now that I wasn't ready mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. other times that I interviewed for it. So I really, you know, the, the times that I was told, no, it's not your time. Then I would go and talk to people, you know, seek out more mentors and other people to get their opinion and and what other steps they felt like I needed to take. And then the same thing with the National Association. I considered it for a long time before I actually ran um, for chairman of the board. And and then and then you also have people that will come and ask you, you know, and, and then come to you and tell you it's time now. You need uh, to. Yeah, uh, you need to you need to raise your hand again and volunteer for this position. So. So a good, a good piece of advice is um, seeking wise counsel and listening to wise counsel, correct? (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, and you were probably pretty active on the boards, too, when you got on them, right? Within a committee or something. And Mm -hmm. so that showed your, like, support. And that also brings awareness. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, get involved in all aspects of it because it's uh, the home building industry and, and even the local, state, and national associations, it is all so rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom worries about me when I travel because I do a lot of traveling. And I've told her, I said, there is not anywhere in the United States I can't go that I couldn't pick up the phone and call somebody that's yes. a home builder or, or this is involved in a local association there that wouldn't come and help me. It is the, to me, it is almost the strangest industry. There are other businesses that are so extremely competitive that the competitors don't talk. In right. this mm-hmm. industry, we do. As yes. builders, oh, it's, it's a brother and sisterhood that we talk with each other. And I mean, I, if I've got a challenge in a, on a job that I'm doing, I can pick up and call somebody locally or I can call somebody in the, in the next state or, or three or four states away mm-hmm. and ask their opinion. And it doesn't have to be about job site. It can be about software or, you know, any anything like that and ask their opinion. And they're they're also willing to help, which I is I feel great. like it's a great big family. It does it feel is. like that, doesn't yeah. it? Yes, and that's really what does. probably is, is what kept me in the industry is I got, you know, I had all this big family and there was no way I could get out. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Even if I wanted to, I'd be like, oh, but I can't leave so-and-so and I can't leave so-and-so. So I love that you said that because we are, I mean, really and truthfully, I 
feel like we're the biggest group of family that there is in the industry. Yeah. And, I, and I maybe other maybe other occupations feel the same, but I feel like we, we just have some really down to earth folks mm-hmm. that are willing to do anything to help each other. Yeah. We all want to see each other succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great mindset. We have, my other my other question for you is a little bit taken, you know, taken back a few years and kind of when you got started was you because there are a lot of people out there that trend are transitioning into our industry. But 20 years ago, you were in title insurance, and then you decided to go help out volunteer at a Habitat event. And That's that right. got you that did, did you fall in love with it? Is that oh, how it all I started? I did. I actually, my husband owns the title insurance company. So I worked with him. Okay. Love that. But that gave me the exposure to home builders and, you know, that sort of thing. And there was an opportunity to go and volunteer with Habitat for Humanity. I went and I loved it. I think we were decking um, the roof is what we were doing that day. And then, and I just loved it. I love the seeing it all come together and that family mindset of, of everybody working together. So I came home that afternoon. I told my husband, I said, I'm thinking I'm going to go back tomorrow. And then I came home that next night and I said, uh, I want to change careers. And I thought he would look <laughs> at me like I was crazy. And he said, I think that's a great idea. Go for it. And he's been my biggest cheerleader ever that's since. That's awesome. That. It really has been awesome. It that's really yes. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So being one of the top custom home builders in Alabama now, I've got to ask a funny question because I've been in the industry a while and I sold to a lot of custom home builders. What was the hardest or the funniest request you've ever had from a homeowner or a client? Like just a request for a change or a request to put in their house. Maybe it was a challenge of something you were trying to get done, but it wasn't normal for you. You know, I'll tell you, I, I do try to, and, and that's one of the things I get um, some of the local builders to help me with, is to come up with some different think, ideas and creative things. And some of the things I, I come up with, of course, on my own, I have done a loft where you had to climb, you know, go through it, like either the closet and then climb up a ladder or a rock wall to get to a little loft area that was a hidden um, hidden area That's for cool. kids. And then mm-hmm. I've put, I put a basketball goal in a vaulted ceiling of a bedroom. For this is yeah, in the bedroom. In the bedroom. This is an ideal house that I did for our parade homes a couple I think it's maybe five years ago. And the the parents wanted me to take the basketball the people that ball house, they wanted me to take the basketball goal down. They had kids. And I was like, really? I put hardwood floor in there so they could bounce the ball and everything. So um, and they they talked to me about taking the ladder down because now they were afraid that they're smaller. Like I think they had a one or two year old might try to climb up the ladder, and I understand uh, that. But I was really shocked that they wanted the basketball goal down. Yeah, that is shocking. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, you could use it for a laundry sheet, right? Put your laundry basket underneath. <laughs> right. Yeah. I do that at home. I think know? I, I think kids like to do that too. I've heard, and they like to go down the laundry chute. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, now I did have um, recently. I built a custom house, um, and um, single mom, and she had an eight-year-old daughter. That was the only thing that little girl asked for was a laundry chute, which I thought was so funny for, for <laughs> her to ask funny. for that. That's all she wanted was the laundry chute. <laughs> Maybe it bothered her having dirty clothes in her room. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I have a daughter that might. She's a little, you know. Yeah, she would be like, it's not, everything's not in order when I have dirty clothes in a basket that I can see. <laughs> so I get that. I, I kind of get that. So um, what what can you share with us about being, the, I know that I've seen you on the news. 
we've seen some videos of you talking about what the industry looks like for the future. What's one of the challenges you've had with just being having all that exposure? Is that a challenge? I know sometimes when I think about being on video, I'm I'm better about being on audio now because I'm learning. But, you know, sometimes it's not fun for me to be on video. Was that something that you had a challenge with? And and if it was, how did you overcome it? We'd love to hear that. Well, I did take the National Association of Home Builders offered spokesperson training. Oh, nice. And it was really, and then we've got, we've talked about going back to that because for me, it was so beneficial and it was almost a, um, if so, if an investigative reporter got in your face with a microphone, mm. how would you handle that? Yes. And there was a mm-hmm. small group of people, maybe 10 or less, and they did video us. So that helped a lot because I noticed some of the mannerisms and things that I do that I've probably, you know, still haven't gotten away from, but in the, on the camera, it bothered me. And I, I still think about it sometimes. And then I also, there was a local news reporter. Uh, she was an, actually a national news reporter. And I took a training class from her, just a personal yeah. training class for her. And I mean, I would start talking and she would say, eh. <laughs> you know, she would throw up her hand. I'm like, no, she, no, that was bad. I mean, and she really gave me some uh. very constructive criticism that really helped a lot. Hmm. It really made me a lot more comfortable speaking. Now there's, of course, there are still times I get very nervous. Is it? But after I did the, after I did the spokesperson training, I'll have to tell you, and this is no, no credit to me. It's certainly to the, to the spokesperson training class I took. I did have an investigative reporter stick their microphone in my Mm. face. And weren't you um, glad you were proud? Weren't you glad you were prepared for that? Oh, I was. And when the interview was done, she said, you handled yourself very well. She says, I haven't had anybody that's, that's handled themselves that well in a long time. So yeah. So it made me feel so really work. good. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, never forget your message was the main thing. When no matter mm-hmm. where the reporter goes or the conversation goes, never forget what your message is, what you want to say. Neves Construction, a general contractor and woman-owned business specializes in assisting construction companies with finding and creating short and long-term solutions for employee placement in areas of professional and skilled trades. Neves Construction further provides construction services to owners and developers, including owner's rep, interim project management and supervision, site inspections, and lending progress reporting. For more information, visit nevesconstruction.com. That's N-E-V-E-S construction.com. Well, Mm. knowing your vision and your mission all the time and it being front Mm -hmm. of mind is always the best way to handle people that are trying to, you know, corner you or get you to say something that wouldn't be the norm that that I've I've learned that too, even, you know, just being on podcasts. People do try to trick you when you're trying, sometimes when you're trying to do really good things and mm-hmm. they want to just see if you're real or not, you know, so they throw <laughs> these questions at you. I don't know if you've had that happen before. I'm sure you have, but thanks for sharing that. That's really great. Sure. Um, yeah. It sounds like really to be a leader, you have to be a learner. You have to be doing. Yeah, oh, that's very good. A yeah. lot of training. Yeah. yeah. You know, because. I've always felt like I need to be learning to inspire, to, to be where I aspire to be, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, good. Yeah. and I think that, you know, just with speaking in front of people, if you have all the tools and the knowledge, even if hard things are hard, they become easier because you have had some training. So thank you for right. sharing that. Sure. 
You've been active in the NAHB Board of Directors for 15 years. That's a long time. Is it travel related? Do you have to do a lot of travel when you're on the board? Or, you know, tell us a little bit about your duties on the board. I think uh, folks would love to hear that that's in our industry that might be aspiring to be on the board. Well, our board of directors has has changed a little bit. Um, our board of directors now is um, is comprised of we have um, state representatives and then we have national association chairmen. So each state has a representative, and then NAHB divides the country up into five regions. Okay. So we have the five the five regions have national association chairmen, and then we have associate members who are not the ones that are not builders, um, like Judy. Who yes. are who are um, associate national area chairman? So that's the makeup of our board right now. Um, for the state reps, there is travel. What we ask the state reps to do is to travel to the local associations and okay. have conversations with those local associations and the local presidents and executive directors there to see what their needs are from the national association mm. of home builders. Now, for myself, serving as chairman. There again, NHB divides the country up into the five different regions. So each of the five senior officers have a part of the country that we're um, we're a resource for that part of the country. And so we do get invited to travel. Now, sometimes I'll get invited to professional women in building activities in another part that I'm, I don't have. The, I mean, I'm not the officer of resource for, but that's OK. We all love to travel. The officers do. And so we'll go wherever we're asked to travel. And that is the most rewarding part of this job, I think, hmm. is to be able to travel and have those conversations with the local members and make sure they understand how much they are valued at the national level. That's awesome. What and a to great... share the value of NHB with them, too. So, right. What a great leadership track, right? Just yeah. helping, serving people. I um I get to go with Judy to the P- new PWB in Oklahoma next month. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I get to go with her. So it's an honor. I've been to one. And so I t- after that one, I was like, Judy, I want to go every time you go. If you need me, I want to be there. So I get to go Good. to Oklahoma in July. I'm really excited about it. It's really inspiring, like you said, to be able to support them and serve them and make sure that they know that they're really, really important. Mm-hmm. And um, we need them in our industry, especially the women, you know, professional women in building. I think you have 30 now in, in the nation. Is that correct? I think that's right. I was having okay. a conversation with somebody when we were in Las Vegas for the International Builder Show that was the past chair of the PWB. And I said, can you remember when we used to think if we could just get to a thousand members, if we could just get to a thousand. And, and we are so far past that now. It's really exciting. I know. It oh, is that's exciting. Cool. Yeah. What you're doing for women in the professional women in building is great. And yeah. and just seeing the support from all those cha- those men championing those women has been amazing, too, because, you know, it does take that EO, the executive officer of the, the Home Builders Association, to be open to, to doing that and just watching all of them say, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Whatever we can do to support you is awesome. Well, thank you for being on today. There's one other question I wanted to ask you because I think the audience always loves to know um, a little bit about you personally. Do you have any hobbies or books or just things that you do in your spare time that you really love um, that you'd like to share with us? Uh, I enjoy cooking a lot, Mm. cooking for family and spending time with family. Um, I do enjoy. I'm not much of a runner anymore. I'm more of a walker, but I, I do just anything outside. Yes. Just anything outside. Well, so, Angela yeah. can relate to the cooking. And um, <laughs> I, if there's a kitchen involved, I am not there. 
So <laughs> we are completely you come to, in that. to socialize, right? I do. I will come and sit around and watch you cook and talk to everybody. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's that's always very important too. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes. I'm the supporter of the cook. company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the taste tester always like being the taste tester. That's important too. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. What you shared with us is so valuable. And I know that the women and the men that listen to our podcast are going to really appreciate what you've had to share with us. So tell us a little bit about how to get a hold of you. If you, you know, if somebody in Alabama wants to build a house, how do they find you? Um, you know, just if there are other women in the industry that need support, you know, where would you send them? Just a little bit about how we, you know, how everybody can get a hold of you. Yeah, well, thank you. And I, listen, I want you to know how much I appreciate this opportunity. Anytime I can talk about the construction industry and encourage others to get involved in it is, is a really good day. So thank you for making nice. my Friday. Um, yeah, for me, um, Alicia Huey at gmail.com is my email address. And um, I'm on um, LinkedIn and um, Facebook and Instagram, Alicia Huey. Uh, the company is AGH Homes, as, as you said earlier. So um, we'd love to encourage and have conversations with anybody that's interested in the, in the home building business or in a project too. Love it. Thank you again, Alicia. Have yes, a great thanks. day. Thanks, y'all too. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction Podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.